space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is... The Wreck of the Young Professionals. Starring Taylor Moore as Baron Baudelaire. Ali Fisher as Chestershire. Branson Reese as Clinton Body Count. And Joe Lepore as Everything and Everyone Else. familiar schooner of the stars, the CSS Cavalier. Running this beauty is a 24-hour operation, so crewmates find time for rest and relaxation whenever they can. Sometimes that happens to be at regular hours, like right now. It's 1900 hours, or 7pm for you Earth lovers, the perfect time for a little holozone fun. We fade to deck 32, and who's coming down the hall? Why, it's Baron Baudelaire. Baron Baudelaire is a spherical sort of purplish man in iridescent robes with a very strange and yet somehow mystifyingly erotic forehead shape. Uh, he, he rides a sort of throne, a palanquin, lifted aloft by four gray, wet insects, stretched out little creatures called God's Bottoms who carry him around everywhere. Now, normally we see Baron Baudelaire in his place, his place of power, Baudelaire's Pleasure Dome, the ship's only for-profit Pleasure Dome. But now he has snuck away to the ship's hollow zones, far away from the prying eyes of his employees and clientele. And in his hand, he holds like a child with a, a Christmas present stolen from the parents' closet, his favorite little hollow zone record. <laughs> Finally, mm, some well deserved me time. It's 1900 hours, which is barren o'clock. Mm, all by myself, all to myself. I declare, I make good company. And then we pan to the other end of the hallway. And what's that? Who's that coming down the hallway? Why, it's the ship's mortician. Yes, we see the ship's mortician, Clinton Bodycount. He's a tiny, tiny, small little man who wears <laughs> formal wear with long tails coming off the back of his suit jacket. <laughs> but, however, he, if this was a TV show, he would probably be played by a puppet. In fact, you would think that he was a ventriloquist dummy were it not for his deeply wrinkled and gray Skin and his eyes, which bulge out of his evil-looking skull. Long white hair flows off the back of that skull. He looks around and chatters, saying, ha, 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 ha. death is all around! <laughs> <laughs> which means business is good! This hallway, dear listener, is a T-intersection. And coming down that third, <laughs> that third hallway, who's that we see? Why, that's Chestershire. That's a 16-foot-tall cat. <laughs> and the cat is mostly white, except for the shape of a blazer in brown fur <laughs> over her uh, arms, her top arms. <laughs> yeah, front, front, front legs or top arms. Over her How top would a arms. cat wear a blazer? <laughs> uh, and then on... On her front two paws are two glove-looking uh, uh, shapes <laughs> made out of fur. 
and they're back to paws. They've they're like uh, black shoes, like oh, like heels. she's wearing heels. <laughs> she's, such a she's such a smart dresser, <laughs> but it's. I want to be really clear. This are this is the shape of the fur. So there's like yeah. a perfect heel shape, but it's black. Okay, so then there's like a bright red as if underneath the heel. Yeah, Chestershire, 16 foot feet tall, sort of militarily crawls. Oh, have I, have I said she's a cat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the first thing. <laughs> I'm keeping this in. Okay. <clears throat> Chestershire, 16 foot tall cat, uh, makes her way with her military crawl down uh, what it seems to be sort of the hamster tube for this cat, because yes, this cat's so big, she's just making her way down the tube. She's the official vanguard pet. See? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wait, this is what I wanted to do. And she wears a bell. <laughs> Joe, sorry. The bell falls off. No, Joe! Uh, just don't move much. And so these three crewmates meet right in front of Hollow Zone 7. Ah, excuse me, excuse me, tiny fellas. Oh, oh, Chestershire, Chestershire, Chestershire is here. I haven't seen you in ages, my girl. <laughs> How are you? Fabulous to see you, Baron. How's the pleasure going? How's the pleasure, the business of pleasure? Oh, the pleasure, Jeremy, is balls deep in the black, as I like to say. Now tell me, are you on assignment or may I pet you? Oh, pet me. Pet me away. <gasps> oh, just to say you're a good girl. You're such a pretty girl. Oh, you're so pretty. Thank you. I love you, Chestershire. I love you. It's so good to see you. Oh, Baron, it's been months since I slept on your feet. I'll come back around soon. Oh, could you? I, I hesitate to sign myself up, but if you volunteer, well, then I'm, I'm no wiser. I'd laugh at Chestershire. <laughs> I would love to take a look at those fangs and those claws. Ah, I didn't even see you down there, little fella. Yes, it's because I'm so small. Shinked. Chestershire. <laughs> Chestershire uh, expels her uh, claws. Yes, yes. Why, there's not a throat aboard that couldn't be slit by these pretties. Ah, and yet none would be. Ah, but Chestershire, you'd never. I would never. I would never. Oh, and hello, Clinton body count. Yes, hello, Baron Baudelaire. Or should I say Baron Baudelaire? (laughs) I was using a secret code the first time in order to insult you subtly. Oh, I thought we were friends. Yes, we are friends, but I can't help it. I just have a macabre and grim way of communicating, or should I say, communic hating. Ah. <laughs> Branson, how tall is Clinton? He's probably three and a half feet tall. Great, 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 great. <laughs> and he also would be, so like, I want the listener to view him in a way like his bottom legs are never really visible, you know, except in like a special shot if he's like riding a bicycle. He's like, he's always just sort of obscured it a little bit. Like, it looks like his body isn't really supported by the weight of the yeah, legs. It's like movie magic that lets him ride a bike. <laughs> <clears throat> the legs seem incredibly insubstantial, like. Oh. Yeah, sometimes he'll be sitting on a counter and they're longer than they look like they should be. <laughs> but Clinton, that's what I like so much about you. And I haven't seen you since we held the last funeral service in the Pleasure Dome. Yes, few do. My duties at the morgue preclude me from social engagements. Or should I say, social hangings. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. It's, you have to stretch to make them fit most of the crime. <laughs> this is gonna be our this is gonna be our Chinese restaurant. We never have to leave this scene. <laughs> Seems we've got a bit of a standoff here, or should I say sandoff, which is what I do to the fingernails of the recently deceased. They keep growing, you see. Well, I just booked myself a little hollow zone room here, so uh, I'll just oh, be on my way. Oh, that's wonderful. You must be next door to 
this one the one I've booked, and I'd love to stay and chat, but unfortunately the window is closing and it's time for me to enjoy my hollow zone simulation. A killing in the bank sex tub, the final detective Gal Gadot mystery. Ooh. Now, what a ghost incidence, because I have booked my own Hollow Zone. Hollow Zone 7, Deck 32. I'm going to be witnessing my own funeral. Tom Sawyer's dream, finally realized in a non fictional setting. But Hollow Zone 7 is. Well, that's this one. And I'm sorry, but that's where I'm scheduled to go to the cat cafe. You're going to a cafe where you can pet cats. Small cats. <laughs> of course, of course. Of course, of course. Uh-oh. But we're well, all booked into the same room. The Hollow Zone can only run one program at a time. Surely this is a scheduling mistake. Uh, computer? Yes. Um, can you confirm the booking for this Hollow Zone? Suite 7 at this time. Uh, Baron, make a laser's roll. Okay. <laughs> Taylor's real voice. <laughs> First time we've heard it on the show. <laughs> the Baron has a terrible laser score, but I hit it. Roll the one, baby. Wow. The computer understands my clear and normal command. <laughs> Apologies. It appears there has been a booking error. Oh, no. More like a booking terror. This is terrible. <laughs> Yes! Yes! I feel like someone's injecting adrenaline into my body. Yeah. More like dead body. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He can't turn it off. Help him. More like turn it coffin. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. They had to reset the ship's calendar protocol, and group bookings were turned on by default. We must have all forgotten to turn on the individual booking setting. It's really a UI problem. Meow. <laughs> it's so good to hear you speak in your mother tongue. Well, what are we going to do about it? If we've all got uh, the same thing booked, should we all just go in together? If you're more than welcome to come to the cat cafe. Well, you're more than welcome to experience the final Detective Gal Gadot mystery. It's a very popular Carcosin mystery series. Other titles include Death Most Wet. Have you heard of that one? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's very popular. Yes, have you, very popular. Have, have you ever seen The Thrustman Killeth? I can't say that I have, but I've always wanted glue, as in what they turn horses into <laughs> when they kill them. Well, this one's very good. You see, someone finds a pile of dead thrustmen in a bank sex tub, but the flesh portal was bound closed from inside the sex tub. When the bank's emperor and their god's bottoms are suspected as the culprit, Detective Gal Gadot must choose who to legally rend in the Court of Hooks. Supposed to be a great finale to the series. Well, this sounds fantastic. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a normal word. But <laughs> I haven't seen the rest of the series, so I feel I would be out to sea on this oh, one. I, I you two are both invited to, to my funeral, where you would be guests of honor. <laughs> oh. Dead? No, not dead. I would be dead. Oh. <laughs> I would also be alive attending my own funeral, but you would be welcome to speak at my own funeral. Baron, you're my best friend, after all. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm afraid, and for that reason, Clinton, I'm afraid I'm not emotionally prepared to see your funeral services. And I'm, I'm afraid, after my last rendezvous with Marvin Blonde, hmm. my allergies to small cats are... Activating. Uh, we'll have to find some other way to decide. Perhaps rock, paper, murder. <laughs> I just love it so much. <laughs> the rules of the game are simple. I count from three down to one in a descending order of numbers. Upon reaching Terminus... We will each pick rock, paper, or murder. The symbols for them are as follows. This is the one for rock, as you can clearly see. This oh, is yes. the one for paper, as you can clearly see. And this oh, a is surprise. the one. This is the one for murder, as you can see clearly. P. 
pee comes out of the body when you die. <laughs> ah, yes, of course. The intergalactic symbol for murder. Paper beats rock and murder beats all. <laughs> oh. Well, well, let's give know, it a shot. Well, I'm quite the gambler and I don't like those odds. But then it wouldn't be gambling if I did. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Oh, just a sheer light. Just look at her. Oh, look at her. Look at my baby. Purring, the rumbling of the purring. I'm just like, it's like they, there's like a single shot where they just like throw the puppet. <laughs> I get up and I dust myself off in a new frame. Clinton's the only uh, crew member who sleeps on me. Uh, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready as well. And now to count ground. Three. <laughs> you know, oh, where, they, buried. where they yeah. bury bodies. Yeah, of course, course, of course. Three. A to who? One. I can see by our hands that I have chosen murder. Chestershire has chosen paper as in a cardboard box. Oh, I thought scissors was a long shot. Looks like you win this one, Clinton. Yes, now... I invite the both of you to join me at my funeral. Chastisher, what do you say? Speak now or forever hold your peace. That's a wedding thing. I also <laughs> perform weddings. <laughs> Sunrise, sunset, you see. People are dying to have him officiate. <laughs> I'm game for a little funeral. All right, well, right this way. Into the hollow zone, we ghost. Ooh, spooky. And Clinton inserts his memory card and the doors to the hollow zone open. It's nighttime. This is like a, uh, a, a small church that you would maybe see in like the Wild West. Uh, it's run down. Um, there, there's wood panels and uh, one of them is missing. And you can just, there's like, whoosh, there's like wind blowing through. Um, there's spider webs everywhere uh, and there, there's pews and everyone in the pews uh, also looks to be like the same type of puppet as Clinton body count um, but they're all dressed in different ways and like there's a woman with like a big elegant hat on but it has like a spider web in the hat um, there's a little kid <laughs> uh, with a um, a paddle ball but there's a, a spider on the end of the <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's an open casket, um, and you can see inside of it, you can see Clinton body count in the casket. Uh, he's dressed uh, he's dressed formal, even nicer than he is usually. And a, a large uh, mortician who doesn't look like Clinton is standing, uh, or like a preacher of some sort, he's standing about to deliver the speech to the congregants. Oh, should we sit somewhere specifically? I don't want to do anything awkward. I, I've... I don't think I've been to a human funeral in quite a long time. Oh, don't worry. Everyone goes to a funeral sooner or later. <laughs> we'll sit right here. <laughs> Thank you. Chestershire spreads her long, beautiful body out over several pews. Uh, the people, the congregants look at Chestershire uh, and they, they whisper to themselves and you, you hear like, bad omen, very bad omen. A large cat is a bad omen at a funeral. <laughs> she uh, cutely cocks her head. Even worse, Omen. Oh, an adorable cat. That's as bad as it gets. Don't listen to them, pretty girl. And now, to hear what everyone has always thought about Clinton body count. <laughs> the preacher walks to the pulpit, looks out to all the congregants, and speaks. No one, no one would desire Clinton body count's death. A horrible unspeakable way to go. Clinton is just like nodding and grinning. He loves hearing this. Perhaps now he is at peace, but those final moments, we can all agree, were agony, horror, pain, How suffering. How were they? So bad. So bad. His screams can still be heard now on the wind if you listen close. But one thing that Clinton body count always was and then the hollow zone cuts out oh the simulation disappears 
You're in an empty room. Computer, turn off notifications. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What happened? I'm dying to know the rest. Yellow alert. Class G spatial anomaly detected within one light year. All non-essential ship functions are offline. Oh, of course this happens the one time we take a break. Anomaly? Now that's strange. <laughs> no, no, it's not. The most normal thing on the ship is a fucking anomaly. But it has to happen at 1900 hours today. I wanted to hear my eulogy. I'll do anything to solve this problem post-haste. Or should I say... Ooh, that's a tough one. I might just say <laughs> post Oh, ghost waste! Ghost waste! If you ever get cold, that's a ghost peeing on you. Ghost waste. <laughs> do they poop? They do, they do. And that's where snow comes from! All right, <laughs> the, we need to solve this problem, this yellow alert. I, 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 I must hear the end of my eulogy. You're absolutely right. If, if we leave it up to everyone else, who knows how long it will take to solve? No, only we three have the impetus, the reason, the motivation to end this post. Oh, I'm sorry, ghost waste. <laughs> we gotta go find out what's going on. We gotta get back to our stories. Ghost waste. <laughs> I wish this character was real and with me so I could kiss her on the face. You you do see a flashing red light on the computer terminal near the entrance to the hollow zone. Okay, Chestershire uh, sort of prances over to it and then puts her paw on it like she's trying to catch it like a laser, like a little (laughs) laser dot. (laughs) Something strange. Strange. This is <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Eventually, after a couple tries, yeah. it clicks through, and you see it is an SOS. Aha! Uh-huh. It is not, There is no video signal. This this apparently had a hard time getting through, but there there is an audio message, and through a lot of interference, a lot of static, you hear the following message. SOS. Repeat, SOS, this is Corexian vessel Pine Star. We've been trapped by the gravitational pull of some kind of spatial anomaly that appeared off our port bow. It's taking all our power to not be sucked in, but our engines aren't strong enough to blast us out. Please, we don't have much time. We gotta save them. Wait, they said they were a Corexian ship. They're still people, aren't they? They're still people, they've still got hands, they can still pet a pet like me. Legally, it's complicated. From the Vanguard's point of view. Not from the Vanguard's pet's point of view. I say we go save them. Hmm. Well, thinking of this from the mortician's point of view, I don't see how I could lose. Either we save them and we're celebrated as heroes, and I'm given my pick of the hollow zone litter, or we arrive just in the lack of time, and there's a huge surplus of dead bodies for me to prepare for their final rites. Yes, I don't see how I could lose. We must. By the way, we gotta go to that ship. No. The best course of action, and I'm thinking of all of us here, not just my business interests as the proprietor of the Pleasure Dome aboard the Cavalier, but we are right now cruising in and out of Corexian space on our mission. If the Corexian ship were to survive and alert the Corexian Empire of our location. Why, it could be the end of us, the end of you, the end of my black books. Justice Sears' tail twitches. Well, then the solution is pimple. We will have to, which can be a sign of other more serious health conditions, which can lead to death. Exposure to CFCs. We should take an unmarked, yes, we should take an unmarked vehicle. It's called chloracne. Yes, and as we've learned recently, all acne is a sign of something very serious and severe. If you have acne, modern medicine teaches us now in the present age that you're as good as dead. And any 12-year-olds listening, take that to the bank. (laughs) Listening? (laughs) Uh, We should take an unmarked vehicle, a smaller vehicle, so that we can go under the radar. I think that's a great idea. And then either way, you'll be able to find out whether or not if there's people on that ship who could be saving, if there's people on that ship who are already dead, or if there's Corexians on that ship that uh, 
Well, I, I thought there would be a third option by the time I got there. There wasn't. I think we got to save the ship. Chestershire, you'd see now that actually a second message has come through. Oh, perhaps they're fine. She bats at the uh, little <laughs> red light. Never mind. After a couple tries, you get it again. Great. Uh, if it makes a difference, this is a Corexian youth vessel. We're all professional Corexian children under the age of 12. Doctors, <laughs> poets, scientists, nuns. There are 400 child souls in danger of being lost forever. Please. Uh, look. Still. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Okay, I acknowledge that graze the area a bit, but their ship will still have a communications array that could communicate our location to adult corrections nearby. It's it's so dangerous, but I, I will I will go along with you in an unmarked ship. I believe I might have just the thing, but I make no guarantees about saving all these professional children. Chestershire sort of headbutts the Baron in that way that's like, Here's my scent. Oh. oh, my girl. Oh, Chestershire. Chestershire, my girl. <laughs> oh, Chestershire. <laughs> no, you're, you're killing him. Chestershire, stop. <laughs> I'm thrown again. It's the same shot of him being thrown. Just a recycled shot. <laughs> you can, and even when she does it, you can see Baron's skin vibrate like he's in one of those NASA like wind tunnel G force experiments. <laughs> Got like goggles. <laughs> Hello, oh, these, those fans of podcasts. How's it going? <laughs> Hi, my beloved listeners, my, th- my theses, my, my adventurers in the stars of audio fiction. <laughs> it's me, your GM and producer, Joe Lepore, here with cast member and co-producer, Taylor Moore. Aloha. And we're here to share some very exciting news about the podcast. Listeners, check this out. You've probably heard about our amazing Patreon, where you spend $5 a month, and in exchange, you get an additional bonus episode of Oh, These, Those Stars of Space every single month. Did you you know that there were eight episodes waiting, eight whole new episodes waiting for you on Patreon? If you have listened to every episode, or just if you even have like two or three favorites of of the show, favorite episodes, you're missing out on an ocean of joy. For one Abraham Lincoln dollar bill <laughs> uh you get access to eight more complete exciting these those episodes with Grumda, with legs with others oh, ooh, who are some characters that have only appeared on the patreon show albany kids menu albany kids menu uh dr redfield <laughs> yeah. that's one of ali's characters that no like that is that character is like D.B. Cooper. Like, that is one of the most mysterious <laughs> characters that has ever been on the show. She, Impossible. Parach- she parachuted off the ship in the night and we never saw her again. <laughs> even with even with the, the, the 2020 vision of hindsight, impossible to parse. Yeah. Coyote Ugly, the ship stuntman, played by <laughs> Branson Reese. Um, yeah. So it, it, check out that Patreon. Check out the $5 tier. It's great if you haven't already. If you want to sweeten the pot, well, we've got a real pot sweetener for you. Because we are introducing a brand new $10 tier to our Patreon. Now, Joe, this isn't for just any piece of shit walking on the street that wants to hang out. This is for the silver. The creme de la creme mm. of podcast listeners. And we think that's you. Yeah, they. you look like the cream of the cream. Which you got to assume is pretty creamy. So what we're adding in this new tier is... We're going to start hosting on our Discord uh, watch-alongs of amazing science fictional content from across the spectrum of uh, televised and filmed media. The thing, I just want to watch more movies and I want to hang out with you all. Right, uh, right. But I can only do that if it's for work. If you're, yeah, we have to monetize every hobby. Yeah. uh, Or we're bad people. That's what capitalism has done to us. So... What this will entail is we'll host these on the Discord. 
you can just watch in your little Discord window. And we'll be on mic as well, riffing, talking about the movie or show, chatting with each other, sharing funny riffs. Chatting avec you. Yes, yeah, we'll have the chat open and we'll be answering questions and we'll be involving you in the conversation. If you're a Rude Tales patron, um, you might have seen us do this a couple times on the Rude Tales uh, Discord, but this will be like that, but specifically, you know, would involve trips to the stars, maybe treks of some kind, perhaps. Perhaps. Perhaps uh, uh, a star that battles galactically. Uh, who yeah, knows? Who knows? We're not going to admit to, you know, committing intellectual property crimes. Yeah, we'll neither confirm nor deny any any selections at this time. But you can, you can imagine if you're smart. Oh, but actually, Joe, the SWAT team is here. I do have to go. Oh, oh, okay, great. Um, well, say hi to them for for me. I, I was with them earlier, uh, giving them some important information. Yeah, they're screaming something about how my Jonathan Frakes real doll is a, a knockoff. I don't know. I had to go talk to them. Number one, come. All right. Well, we'll be letting you get back to this regularly scheduled episode, everybody. And hey, we'll see you in the stars. We find ourselves in the Cavaliers' shuttle bay. We see the row of official Vanguard shuttles, and then over in the corner, there's some shape covered by a large tarp. Let's go check out that shape! Oh, no, you shouldn't see the sign on the top. Um, Chestershire looks at the sign on the top. The tarp, the sign on the tarp says, don't look. But you don't always play by the rules, do you? Vanguard officers do, but I don't. I made that sign, and that's my <gasps> top. It is? <laughs> I'm here for fun, so I like to play, which means you gotta break the rules. Can we look at your ship? Of course. Now listen, I'm about to let you in on one of my greatest secrets. You mustn't tell anyone about the Gal Gadot. <gasps> and he pulls the tarp off the ship. <gasps> The Gal Gadot appears to be a standard Vanguard runabout, but with oily black tinted windows and a matte black paint job, obscuring any identifying marks or tail numbers. Its undercarriage is lit with glowing violet from an invisible source, but its back end rides considerably lower because, as you can see now, getting closer, it has had a single hyperwarp nacelle jammed into its rear, illegally spliced into the ship's systems. As you get within about six feet of the ship, the starboard door hisses open to reveal Christmas lights on its interior ceiling, <laughs> blinking on over an interior completely carpeted in burgundy shag. Just uh, a cheer jumps back at the hiss. Uh, uh, Clinton body count jumps forward at the hiss. Relax in opposite ways, you two. Don't worry. <gasps> Just we a cheer takes a step forward. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. take a step back. <laughs> We're side by side. Continue. It's just the hiss of the door. It's an old Vanguard runabout I won in a pickleball tournament. (laughs) Wow. I just was... I could have sworn you had some snakes aboard. Perhaps a cobra or a rattler. (laughs) Ozymandias, my assistant, and I have run all sorts of animals to and fro in this little... Express. But no, I haven't used it in quite a while. This is the perfect excuse to get out and run about in the runabout. And of course, I named it after my favorite detective, Detective Gagando. Well, I'm sold. This ship's a thing of beauty. And look here, the serial numbers have been filed off. Yes, and new fake serial numbers filed on. Perfect, perfect. An airtight plan. <laughs> a plan we'll share with no one now. All aboard who's going aboard. No, first, we must make sure that no secrets escape the three of us. And I'm going to put my hand out and I have a large blade and I'm just going to cut my palm. Oh, uh, like dust. Come, I have very little blood. It's mostly like dust. Like a moth flies out of my open palm. I say, yes, connect your blood with mine or not. I wanted to cut my own hand. It is of no material value to me if you cut yours or not. Shake on it. Shake, shake. Uh, Chestershire, uh, shink, takes out one of her, um, claws, and she also cuts, uh, Clinton's palm. Yes, yes! Now there's an X shape on my palm! X! The most deadly letter! (laughs) 
Mm. Back home, we call this a Carcosan wet promise. And a an ovipositor extends from underneath the Baron's iridescent robes and secretes a blob of like a, like an iridescent green smoking chemical onto your palm. And it etches with acid another X. Yeah, two X's. Now I look like I'm at a straight edge show. Chestershire uh, bounds up and shoves herself into the little compartment. Yeah. Um, And she curls up. She curls. We need to go first. But of course, and (laughs) Chestershire sort of half steps out. Chestershire, can you you make a feelings roll to see if you can get back out of the runabout? Okay, I got five. And my number three. Great. You, you're a, you're a feline. You're used to tight spaces. You nimbly climb out of that runabout. Wow. Thank you. You're such a pretty girl. (laughs) We'll go in first and then you fill in the rest, eh, girl? She always takes the shape of her container. She's a real cat. Or should I say bat, which is the national bird of all cemeteries. As you know, all, all cemeteries were awarded their independence. <laughs> they are one rogue nation. Yes, the first sovereign the network death. of nations. All right, Chestershire has re-entered the entire ship, curled up. Her little tail is circled around her um, body, and she's ready to go. I hop in the back seat. <laughs> yes, well, there is no back seat now. There's two front seats and yeah. then a 17-foot-tall cat face. <laughs> The if you were to look through the windshield, uh, if the if the if the front windshield was not tinted and you were looking in it, you would see two <laughs> a purple round man, a puppet, and behind them a <laughs> a giant cat's face filling the body of the runabout, and the god's bottoms are like squeezed up against the side window. The Baron's palanquin snaps chunk into the pilot seat. Hold on to your butts. The Galgado powers up. It's a little hard because the back's heavy. <laughs> the Baron leans on the horn, and Joe will insert a hilarious horn song. The Baron enters his black label access code to the shuttle bay force field. It drops, and away they fly. <gasps> As they yeah, as they fly off, uh, Clinton body count is going to scream with joy like a Halloween decoration. She's going, ah, 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 ah. What? My mother was a Halloween decoration. <laughs> My father was a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> You go to hyperwarp, and after only a brief time, you travel the one light year to this anomaly. And there, you see it. The anomaly. A huge, bubbling mass of angry space-time, the size of a small planet. It crackles and sizzles like if you threw water on a hot pan, but on a galactic scale. (gasps) There, just a small speck caught by the pull of this strange phenomenon, is the Pine Star. Things look bad. One engine is smoking, clearly done for, and the second engine is doing all it can to keep them in place. But at best, they're only being pulled in a little slower. That's the ship of professional Corexian children. As soon as you uh, drop out of warp, a series of notifications and alerts pop up on the control panel of the runabout. You've realized your error. You're being pulled in by the same anomaly, just like the Pine Star. We're too close. We're we're too close. We're being pulled in. Well, it looks like we're done for. (laughs) I'm not ready to die yet. Chestershire is sort of like, you know how you could, like in a small space, sort of like curling around trying to find a, like, the back of the ship. And she's uh, looking for answers. (laughs) She's looking for stuff. So I'm more of an interior designer, and I am a mechanical engineer. Um, if either of you understands, you know, hyperwarp missiles or impulse drives, it would be a big help if you chip in. I understand dead bodies. I'm sure it's the same principle. <laughs> 
Chestershire from the back says, Sorry, I'm not sure. Oh, oh, but her tail oh. is right in your face. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> and she turns all the way back around. Oh, it's just like every time you move, it's a disaster. It's like you're inside a car wash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the car wash is inside. We're just like pressed up against the front windshield. The Baron puts all power but life support into the reverse impulse drive. Come on, old girl. Come on. You are a farther distance from the anomaly than the Pine Star is, so you're a, you you do have less of a pull. You're basically able to... Baron, if you're going to put all power into the engines, I need you to make a lasers roll. Rerouting stereo to impulse drive. Oh, I rolled a one again. Incredible. Yes. Okay. Love it. The Gal Gadot is farther from the anomaly than the Pine Star is. So you do have less of a pull acting on you. And by rerouting power and thanks to your aftermarket warp nacelle, you've got more engine power than a ship this size should have and you are able to move your mass out of the danger zone. You're still being pulled, but you're sort of able to like keep yourself in in a fixed location. Well done, Baron. You've forestalled <sighs> death. Of course, no one can stop it completely. <laughs> no, of course not, but for the moment it's been forestalled as you said. Unfortunately, that makes our power reserves dangerously low. I'm afraid it's time to shit or get off the pot. We're going to need some string. <laughs> Come again. We're going to need some string. Explain what you're saying. We need string. We need string like yarn. Is there to be a hanging? <laughs> you wish. Of like a mouse or something small? No, we need to lasso that other ship. Hmm. Or a different plan. <laughs> now, wait a minute. If we save this ship, which I think we might be capable of doing, they'll know. They'll know where we are. We can't do it. We put everyone on the Cavalier in danger. And I'm supposed to do a two-for-Tuesday set at happy hour next week. Baron. Chestershire. What would you do if you came across a big cardboard box full of kittens? Huge kittens in space. I'd save them. Unless doing so would endanger everyone on the Cavalier. Even then? Baron, you imagine yourself walking down the street one day... And you peer down an alley, and in that alley, there's a giant cardboard box. And in that giant cardboard box, there's four giant little kittens. That's right, giant little kittens. No, that, that, that scans. Three or four hundred pounds each. <laughs> this is the greatest idea anyone's ever had. <laughs> and they're so helpless. They're just little babies. Well, I mean, not really. <laughs> four hundred pounds. Could probably eat a, a man bear. with a gun approaches and he's killed by <laughs> <Yeah>. accident. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> Full swipe of a tail. You could eat a car. <laughs> Go on, brain of mine. Very well, Baron. <laughs> Very well, myself. Look at those. Look at those kitties. Look at them. Don't they deserve love? Don't they deserve life? And just behind you, Chestershire is cute as ever. <laughs> just checking. Ellie's just checking in to let everyone know she is cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. And everyone loves her. Clinton body count <laughs> pops out of the cardboard box in your imagination and says, perhaps we could have a compromise. You want to let them die and Chestershire wants to let them live. Perhaps we do the middle solution. We allow them to die, but... I perform their last rites. How is that? How is that the middle solution? Wait, so you both get what you want. We save their bodies, mm -hmm. which I, of course, clean up and prepare for burial, or for uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to set them on fire, you want the ashes, or you know, if you, I could taxidermy the children, I'd be happy to do that. I've taxidermied a child before. It was a big, a big child. Nothing to be sad about. He was a voting age in some regions. <laughs> a big boy. He f he fell asleep in a fire, and <laughs> well, I, recovered, <laughs> I recovered the body. 
I cleaned him up. You never would have guessed that he fell asleep in a fire and I put him in a threatening position. So an insane man wanted a child in his home so he looked like a hunter of children. So, you know, if anyone broke in, they would think, this motherfucker is crazy. I have to break out. I'm not prepared to let any of these children go. Well, then what would you have us do? Endanger the entire Cavalier and our mission, mind you? I mean, it's not mine. I'm not technically a member of the Vanguard, but if you're all dead, there's no one to sell drinks to. Oh. Baron's not a Vanguard officer, but you all know that revealing your identity to these children would be in direct violation of your orders from the Vanguard and could result in a court-martial. The Baron begins punching in navigation coordinates back to the Cavalier. I'm sorry, I... I just... Chesterchef, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I, I understand that... No, we must go home. I, I know it's terrible. I know it is terrible, but... By letting them perish, we save the lives of so many people we care about and consider a vibrant marketplace. Chesterchef lives a huge paw over the Baron's hand. I'm sorry. Don't do it. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> They're youths. They're just kittens. They will create a whole new world someday. They are the future. And we love the future. That's what it's all about. Existence, life, life worth living, pleasure. In the end, the only thing worth fighting for is for the fight, for living. And I choose to fight again another day. I'm sorry, Cheshire, I just disagree. I can't, I won't, I won't let, this is an impossible choice. Wait, I, and then, and uh, Clinton body count is gonna pop up in the middle of the <laughs> two of you, just like up from like the bottom of the screen, he's gonna pop up and like his head swivels around and he looks at both of you and says, I have an idea. It's less of a compromise and more of a pollution. By that I mean solution. <laughs> it read. It yes, read. yes. I can use my unique kill set to disguise us. <laughs> <laughs> dead bodies, corpses, ghosts even. We can pretend to be among the dead. That way, our unique and and true identities will be hidden from the children. That way we can rescue the children. And then later when they die, I can embalm them. And I'm thrown, but there's like very little space. It's still the same shot though from back in the Cavalier. <laughs> yeah, all the God's Bottoms have shit. <laughs> Whoa. The frequency. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the brown note for God's Bottoms. <laughs> they have a lot of brown notes. Yeah, most yeah. notes. It's, it's most. You take them to a concert, you're kicked out. <laughs> I love it. They love it. Mm. Well, that would allow us to save the noble professional children without revealing our identity. Why, we've already disguised the shuttlecraft, the Gal Gadot. Of course, we could disguise ourselves. If we use our last burst of energy, we might be able to approach them from the anomaly. Oh, Clinton. It would be difficult. I would have to deactivate life support for, I'm doing the calculations now, an entire minute. The idea of deactivating life support, Clinton body count is just like chattering and shaking. He's so excited by that idea. Do you think we'll survive? I've never been off of life support for that long. I have. Uh, for fun? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A lot of people don't know this, but when you die, you come so hard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, right. Ba Baron oh. and Clinton make like firm eye contact yeah. for like a for <laughs> yes. like a serious beat. Uh, Chestershire doesn't intrude upon their moment. <laughs> My man, let's do it. <laughs> yes, no time for that now. Talk to me later, Clinton. Yeah, yes, oh, I now. will. I will. Do your worst. <laughs> Let the games. Die again! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck off! Not even trying! Die Let again. the games buzzard! 
we see, uh, yeah, it's like quick cuts and we see um, uh, Clinton is like, he's looking, he's got his tiny little hand. Uh, you can just barely see the wire attaching his hand uh, to off screen. It's touching his chin, he's scratching his chin. He goes, hmm, no, no. And then we cut and we see that both of them have like death metal corpse makeup on. He goes, not quite, not quite, not quite. We cut back to him, he's nodding, he goes, eh, closer, closer. And they have, uh, he's, put some sort of makeup on them that makes both of them look like Casper, and so they're like translucent. <laughs> uh, that's it, it's a little, it's a little Hanna-Barbera, I know. Uh, and then we, we cut back to him and he's nodding. He's got two thumbs up. He goes, yes, yes, that's the ticket. And uh, it's wretched to look at. They both look like <gasps> they've been dead for two weeks. And like the uh, Baron is like bloated. One of his eyes is just like hanging out of its socket by its ocular nerve. Um, uh, um, oh my God. Chestershire is just like completely stiff. Uh, just like they look, yeah, they just like a com completely stiff uh, and just looks like she's been taxidermied poorly. And so she has like a horrifying expression on her face. Yeah. She doesn't quite look like a cat, but you can tell she wasn't like a raccoon or something. But also she's been like elongated uh, a little bit. So she's like a, like the dimensions of like a large like dachshund cat. Amazing. Oh yeah, and then Baron and uh, Chestershire turn and see each other for the first time. Well, oh god, yes, you uh, look gruesome and ghastly. <laughs> okay, quickly, everyone, we're running out of time now. I'm going to turn off life support and redirect the power that would allow us to slingshot through the horizon of the anomaly. That way, when we approach the correction ship, they'll think that's where we came from. But we won't have any oxygen or gravity in the room while that occurs. Prepare yourselves. Here goes everything. Yep, and we see that the bear... <laughs> we see now that... That fucking rules. Uh, yep. <laughs> Everyone, hang on for your death. Oh, and Baron grabs... Yeah, Baron grabs the stick shift and kunk kunk kunk. He jams on it. He floors it. It makes a tire squeal sound as they begin to slingshot around the anomaly. Everyone, take a breath. And and he flips the power support reroute switch on, or to say off. And suddenly, there's no more gravity. The lights in the cabin are flashing red silently because there's no air in the cabin. Chestershire is panicked. She's bloating, but she is keeping it calm and cool to stay on track. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Clinton body count is just like he's delighted. He's like he's looking around. He's so excited. This is his dream come true. He's in a ship uh, with two corpses, uh, and he's going to trick professional children into thinking that they're all dead. And he potentially—it's very, very likely that he himself will die. Every mortician's dream to see the other side. He's. He's, he's danced around it for so long. He might die here today, and he's very excited by the, the prospect of that. The ship rockets through the anomaly towards, because we, we, we did a slingshot around the anomaly, yes. coming back yes. through. We're coming over the top or around the edge. We're going to grab the kids' correction ship and tug them out of the way. With, ha, tug. Tug. <laughs> tractor. Joe, you ever tug? Tractor beam. You ever pulled anything in your life? Not me. Okay. Okay. Tug Ray. <laughs> if we can't use tractor beam we, <laughs> yeah, we can't ray. use it activating tugray you're all operating in the unknown none of you are pilots or engineers this is you're all out of your comfort zone you're acting on instinct so this is going to be a feelings role but you're also all working together so I'm going to Baron I want you to make three feelings rolls Oh shit! Yeah, dog, can do. Are we make? Are we making roll two? No. No, just okay. Baron's piloting, so he'll make the feeling of his rolls. But he's getting additional dice because you and Clinton are helping. <laughs> By looking dead. <laughs> dog, I got three fives, three successes. Boom! Just at the right moment, you are able to. Uh, flip that, you're able to like turn on the uh, you're able to turn on the runabout's e-brake and you drift around the anomaly and, and then just at another moment you hit the tug ray. It connects with the pine star. You've got a lock and you're able to start ever so slowly pulling it away from the anomaly. 
Cheshire reaches out uh, with uh, the last of her oxygen and she tries to hail the Pine Star. Make a laser's roll. I got a three. I got my laser feelings. Yeah! Um, boom! Wow. Yes. Wow. Oh, do you want to ask me a question? Joe, can yes. we trust these professional Corexian youths to keep a secret if they say they're going to? Allie, fantastic question. Here's the thing you have to know about these children. They are professional children. <laughs> they are extremely competent. They are by the book. Yeah. They follow regulations. Yes. They're not cutting corners. Yeah. They're not they're not uh sweeping anything under the rug. They're not looking the other way. They're looking that way. So they would right. They okay, this is a an extreme risk. Let's see if these we can kids pull are it PNC. off. For the first time in your life, Chestershire, you hit the button on the first try and you hail them. Okay. For the first time, the view screen clicks on and you're able to see the bridge of the Pine Star. But you're caught off guard. You were expecting the worst. You've all heard the stories of the Corexians with their strange ways and their terrible standards for space travel. They're expecting even worse from these children. But you're shocked to see that the bridge of the Pine Star is a pristine and ship-shape operation. Competent child officers man every station, relaying information and running the ship with aplomb, every one of them in a suit a little too big. <laughs> there is one child sitting in the captain's seat. He looks ahead and addresses you. Uh, are you... Who, who is this? Are you the ship that's just appeared? What's happening? Are you here to rescue us? We're dead! <laughs> And uh, Clinton body count is going to be, he's sitting, he sits up into frame facing away from them and he turns his head around like an owl at them and says, Hello, children, we are the dead. <laughs> All the children on the bridge scream. Ah! And, the, and they cut off the, they cut off the transmission. Perfect. Yes. Fuck yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes! <laughs> no, no, what? because the Baron, with that last ghoul sound he made, that was his last bit of air. You look over, and the Baron's arms are floating motionlessly as he is unconscious. Joe, are we outside of the um, range of the anomaly yet? Make a laser's roll. Okay. Who makes it? All of you. Okay. Well, the conscious ones. Okay. Clinton okay. and, and Chestershire. No, I got my laser's feelings. I got a four. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> I promise it won't take a ton of time to get, ask a question, but I did too. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you both want to ask questions? Is there anything <laughs> on the Baron's ship that, um, that he keeps in case of emergencies? Taylor? Oh, there's That's tons a question for Taylor. of hidden shit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. he's going to have like, there's a hidden Sibian. Yeah. There's a hidden yeah. first aid kit. There's a sex swing that pops out like an oxygen mask <laughs> on an airplane. But probably right now, the number one thing you want to do is turn the fucking yeah. life support system back on. Yes. Um, so Okay. Do you have a question? Yes. Um, Joe, did the Baron come? That's... <laughs> That's objective. Yeah, Joe, we're asking you. That's right. You're asking me. I was going to pass it to Taylor, but you're asking me. Look at the screen. So tell I'm... us what you see. What are you looking at, man? <laughs> Say it. Say it. Allie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Floats. Yay. It actually somehow doesn't float. You see? <laughs> no gravity can as the, as the Baron spins in space towards you, his mouth agog, uh, you see a same sort of spurt of those weird acid green droplets that he put on Clinton's hand earlier. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Somehow, somehow in those final moments before he passed out, the Baron lit a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> a distant star reflects in his eye and twinkles. <laughs> it floats an inch from his mouth. <laughs> His arms are behind his head. <laughs> um, Y'all better turn that live yeah, support his on. His eyes are X's. Um, knowing this, <laughs> Chestershire um, once again reaches out and slams the life support back on. Yeah, you got a laser feelings. It works. 
And so Clinton body count is also looking around for something special to the Baron. He's going to reach around and he's going to slam uh, uh, the glove compartment, which is going to open up. He's going to uh, grab the Sibian out of the glove compartment. Uh, there's two Sibians. He's going to rub them together and he's going to shout, clear! And he's going to slam them onto the Baron's chest and turn them on to the highest vibrational setting. And as he does that, to add an extra oomph to it, just a sheer presses close and purrs. <laughs> oh, baby, that was great. We ought to hang out sometime. <laughs> Yay! Oh, 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 did it work? Did the noble professional Corexian children know where the cavalier is or are we in the clear? Now they don't know. Yes, we still have them in our tugre. The little kiddos think that we were just ghosts so we can drop them off wherever we so choose. For a moment, though, Chestershire, a thought occurs to you. If you were in a spaceship and you realized you were being tug by ghosts, would you just let them? Go on, my brain. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, you realize. And as you realize that, there are alerts on the control panel. The Pine Star is charging weapons. We gotta get out of here. Quick, let him go. Lasso them out of the anomaly. Yeah, the Baron deactivates the tug ray. Slam on the brakes right now and they'll go flying in front of us. Hit the e-brake and let him go. And the, the, the Baron does. He slams it into the correct gear, whips the kids around, uh, and he d- disactivates the tug ray. A lot skedaddle. Make a, make a feelings roll. Hit it, six. You pull it off. Your, uh, you throw your impulse engines into reverse. At the same moment, you release the tug ray and the momentum shifts. You're able to, you know, reverse leapfrog yourself behind the Pine Star and it goes flying past you out of the grip of the anomaly. The professional children are saved. And none the wiser. My God, we've done it. I look out through the front windshield. I say, one day, children, one day, all of you will die. And I will be there preparing your bodies for burial. (laughs) But not today. Not today, Clinton Body Count. No. Today, all those children, all those NPCs you could have met, (laughs) they're off on their own journey. (laughs) But you... You've reversed yourself. You're heading back into the pull of the anomaly. What are you going to do? No, we have to activate the aftermarket nacelle. I, I, I can't reach. I can't reach the nitro boost. Chesashia. Chesashia. I'm on it, boss. Chesashia reaches out and hits the nitro boost. No, not up here. No, no, not up here. It's behind you by the nacelle. Oh. It should be directly between your top of your legs and the bottom of your tail. With her, with her, <laughs> with her... T- tiny pink berry of a butthole she she wriggles backwards and attempts to to press the nitro booster so you're trying to you're trying to hit the nitro booster with your butthole yes joe was something unclear yeah no he just wanted the ringtone (laughs) (laughs) are you trying can you see what you're doing no Okay, make a lasers roll to see if you can hit the correct button with your butthole. Thank you. Y'all, I swear to God. Holy Yo. shit! I promise it's not a three only app either. <laughs> oh, wait, whoa! Well, you're getting a lot of threes on that app. <laughs> Maybe it is a threes only. That is what we have not failed once tonight. That's wild. Anyway, yeah, I got a laser feelings again. Old news, do you want to, like, ask me a question? <laughs> yeah, Joe, how do you think the kids are going to do? Uh, <laughs> interact. Uh, Keeping re- in mind that you don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, here's what I'll say. They're professional children. <laughs> they're all extremely qualified. Okay. I think what's going to happen is they're going to find themselves, you know, continuing to excel in their chosen fields. Yeah. But somewhere in the, you know, in the late 20s, early 30s, they're going to realize that they've sort of like let their personal relationships, their personal interests and passions sort of lie fallow. Mm -hmm. And some of them might, you know, might make a career change, might might choose a different path, might or they might just carry that sense of emptiness for a long time. And what 
happens with my butthole? Hits that button. <laughs> Beep! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is done. You hit the nitrous button with your butthole, mm-hmm. which charges the aftermarket warp nacelle and sends you into the warp. Somehow, improbably, you find yourselves back at the Cavalier. We watch as the Gal Gadot enters back into the shuttle bay. And then we fade. We fade to a familiar hollow zone. And what's happening in that hollow zone? Well, I'll let our heroes describe it. They're in a cat cafe. And it's full of normal-sized cats. And sitting next to us is a green carcosin with a little deerstalker cap and a big pipe. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Clinton is petting one of the cats. Did you know that as soon as you die, cats begin consuming you? Nature's morticians. It's been so nice spending time with you, too. And let's just agree not to tell anyone about what we've seen, done, and taken a ride in today. My lips are peeled grapes in a bowl. These were his eyeballs. (laughs) 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 What adventure lies next amongst these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space... Stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. Space.